Can I borrow your ukulele? I asked. They said, What for? To make music, of course. They said, You're going to have to tune it. I laughed. Not if I want it to match my voice. Welcome to this next episode of Meditating with Michael. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Meditating with Michael. This uh, episode that I'm sharing today is a recording of me working through a thought and sharing my ideas about how our past versions of ourselves or our past experiences that um, created an emotional attachment or um, some sort of memory that is still affecting us today. And I share a little bit about some of my own personal past experiences and how I learned that they were still influencing my decisions and my choices years later and how um, to think about it in a different way so that we might gain a little perspective um, so as far as meditating goes, you know, actively pursuing our life's passions for me, I think my past, some of my past experiences. Now, um, when I say that they can be really good experiences and they can be ones that we consider to be traumatic, uh, but they can bolster our desire and our motivation to continue to do good things and and incorporate the good parts of our life into what we do. They, the past experiences can also hinder and get in the way of the power and the motivation that we could feel to do what we love. And for each of us, there are very specific experiences and they're there for us to discover and utilize. So when something is traumatic, maybe, it might block us. And if we can discover the block and we understand it, we can turn it into being a motivating factor to doing things that um, make us and then hopefully other people that we come in contact with feel better. So every once in a while, I will um, put up some thoughts of my own. There'll be shorter podcasts, and uh, I would love any feedback or maybe some topics that you'd like to listen to or talk about. So enjoy it, and thank you once again for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will chat with you on the other end. Hello, Michael here. I'm on my way to, to New York to get my daughter Cassidy off the train for my other daughter Margaret's graduation and was listening to Macklemore, who's a 
kind of a rap artist. Uh, quite an artist. Very, very good. And uh, anyway, it made me think of um, something I saw on the computer. A saying, I guess you call it a meme. Uh, and it said... I'm going to get it wrong, but the idea behind it was kill the parts of you you don't like and embrace the rest. And when I first saw that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. Get rid of the stuff you don't like and hold on to what you do. And in, I guess, the material world, that, to me, makes sense. And initially, when I read it about me, the intrinsic, you know, the existential part of the world, um, it initially made sense. But when I thought about all the work I'm doing and all the reading and learning and uh, gaining of awareness about who I am and what I'm trying to do in my life, it didn't fit. And here's, here's why it didn't fit with me. Um, I don't think you can just blow off and kill the part of you you don't like. I tried it for years. Um, maybe some of you can relate to that. Uh, I tried to hide it, to bury it, to ignore it. Uh, there are plenty of parts of me that I didn't like or, or don't like. <clears throat> and hiding them or keeping them in the dark or in the shadows or just telling them to shut up and go away definitely didn't work. And in the book that I'm writing, in the work I'm doing, I've created this kind of idea for me personally. I call it my I call it multiple me's. And and what that means to me is that I believe that each experience in our lives creates in that moment another version of us. And so in reality, I guess if you think of this in a in kind of a more far out kind of way, there are un, there are an unlimited number of moments, and so there are if that's true, then there are are an unlimited number of possible yous or me's, and there are moments in my life that have created more powerful versions of me that have in good and or bad ways influenced me in certain situations and there are you know I can throw out a whole bunch you have your own you can think of experiences in your life or times in your life that were powerful or influential uh, for me I think about fishing and playing in the brook and trapping minnows in the culvert I think of being alone in the woods and climbing trees and building forts. I think of relationships I have had in my life. I think of sports. I think of a lot of different things. And I can identify, I can look back, and I can see certain Michaels that existed and and how they may be influencing me. And so I've, you know, all the good ones are great because you say, oh, yeah, that's me, and I can make that my reality. Uh and I've talked about this before, you can't have the good without the bad, you can't have the up without the down, the hot without the cold, the north and the south, all those things have to have each other to exist. So um, if I just take what I don't like and try to throw it all away, it doesn't work because they're interconnected with all the things that I do like. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, so what I decided, and I'll give you a very specific example, even though it's uncomfortable 
for me to share it. Um, it's definitely a vulnerable thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's what I'm doing this for. If I look at the, the Michael that was created in my junior, end of my junior, junior year in high school, surrounding my relationship with my girlfriend at the, t- at the time, uh, and the feelings of uh, betrayal and shame and embarrassment and disappointment and the underlying feeling of not being good enough, not ever being able to um, be likable and all those kinds of things. High school can be rough. Uh, that Michael that was created, <clears throat> which I was unaware of until fairly recently, has been chattering in the background and dictating a lot of the way that I interact in a lot of my very personal relationships in my life uh, that matter to me and have not been able to be fully realized because of this 17-year-old Michael that has been in the background saying, nope, don't do not do that, nope, you're not good enough for this, or don't believe them because they're just going to screw you over in the end, or, or don't go and do it this way because blah, 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 all these different things that this young Michael was bringing up, and me now, the current me in the moment, was unaware, and so was listening, and using that as my basis for the reality at the time. That is, that was not healthy. No, not, not good. So, what I can say now is, because I, for years, would just try to ignore that Michael and, and get angry with that Michael and try not to listen to that Michael, all those things and, and all those times, and I was unsuccessful. I made the decision to, well, let me, let me back up just for a second. Here's how I picture all my me's, my multiple me's. I'm standing in the front of the line, and there are an unlimited, infinite number of other versions of me standing behind me. And the Michael in the moment is standing there, and I can look back and see a line of Michaels just going all the way back to my infancy, which I obviously don't remember, but had a part in who I am today, obviously. And... Certain ones are taller or bigger or louder or more obvious. And this Michael, who has been very loud for a long time, was very clear. And instead of trying to yell back at this guy and tell him to shut up and leave me alone, I just finally got tired. And I said, come here. Come up to the front of the line. Stand up here with me. Stand next to me. That moment in my life switched how I thought about me. And, and if I can ask you to be a little creative here with your um, imagination, you can picture this 17-year-old Michael coming up and standing next to me. And me saying to this person, finally, instead of shut up, leave me alone, saying, okay, what are you saying to me? What are you trying to say? And I want you to know that me making that conscious decision to understand this other person who just happens to be part of me was pretty amazing and allowed me some freedom 
And he didn't know what to do because he's never been listened to before. He's just been screaming and hollering the whole time. And uh, he was crying, which is was weird for me because I don't do that, right? Um, that's not something I part- participate in uh, in the past. And he just said to me, he said, listen, I don't want to feel like that again. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be shamed. I don't want to feel betrayed. I don't want to feel like I'm just not capable of being liked or loved. And that was it. That's what he's been screaming about this whole time. That's what he's been doing. He's been trying to protect me. Us. It's kind of weird. I know this is weird. It's weird for me. Um, And in that moment, I understood. Now, I didn't just understand, understand him. I understood me. And in one of my other videos, I talked about understanding in this and how it's, to me, is like love. If you understand, really understand, take the time to listen with an open heart and with an open mind to understand somebody, then you are more likely to be able to love them. And so for that, this was a big understanding moment for me about me. It's kind of wound and round we go. Um, and it's changed my perspective on how I interact with the people that are closest to me, my wife and my kids and my family, my you know extended family. And that simple knowledge uh, sorry, I got lost for a second. And that simple knowledge was a big deal, is a big deal. And so I don't know if any of you have other parts of you that you are avoiding or denying. And I don't want to make it sound like it was easy because this is probably one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do emotionally or psychologically in my entire life. Um, Revisiting all that old pain and that fear and that shame and asking it questions and and letting it know it's like listen i get it now i understand and i want you to know that this isn't working for us and for me and what you're doing in the background is you're not allowing me in, and in turn us to grow and to be more at peace and then to be more loving and to be able to receive more love even though that's what it is you're trying to do it's not working and i asked him to stand get you know I appreciate what you've done. I know you served a purpose. And thank you for that. And please get back in the line. And please stop yelling at me. And like a lot of 17-year-olds, he doesn't listen very well. But now, now I'm more... I smile more often when I hear him jabbering. And he doesn't jabber for as long, and he's not yelling as loud. And uh, I think soon he'll just settle into his place and be along for whatever whatever's left of the ride we have. Uh, he'll be along for it, and he'll let me know when uh, something's up, and I'll let him know, thank you, um, but we're okay. And there's a lot of peace and uh, comfort along with that.
All right. Sorry. Lot get lost again. Uh, till next time. And I'm off to get my daughter. See ya. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something from that. And if you did, uh, I'd like to hear about it. You can reach me uh, at metastate.us. That's my website. You can email me through there. You can also find me at metastating with Michael on Facebook. That's a group that I started. If you want to join that, you can take a look and see what's going on over there. You could also email me at neurohandyman at gmail.com. This is the part of the show I enjoy doing, maybe not most, but it kind of gives me a big smile. I like to offer my gratitude uh, towards something that is supporting my efforts and then tell a silly joke. So gratitude this episode goes to all of you out there that are doing your best to be your best. And the reason I <clears throat> chose that for this week is because I've been paying attention <clears throat> to either people online or people I see. And it feels to me that when people are in a really good space, um, that it emanates and it kind of becomes bigger than they are and it affects the other people around them, whether, whether the other people around them know it or not. So for all of you out there that are putting in your best effort, I appreciate that. Now, for my joke, because I love nature, this, uh, this one kind of popped out at me. What is brown and sticky? You got it? A stick. Hey, see you next time. Bye.